0: When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Well,
1: good morning. It's great to see everybody here today with us, and those are our friends that are online around the world, and we're just excited to be here in, on Palm Sunday. If we've not met before, my, my name is Ken, and I would like to start off by telling you uh, a meaningful parable to me that was first told to me in a sermon by Charles Spurgeon, uh, a preacher in the late 1800s in England. And it's about a donkey colt uh, who rode into town on Palm Sunday. The donkey was untied from its owners and brought by the disciples with the honor of serving Jesus that day. And he was simply to be the beast that Jesus rode into Jerusalem on. And he started doing his job of carrying the Lord. And as they came closer to the city, a big crowd starts to form. And people start laying down their coats to honor the Lord and start shouting praises to the Lord. And the donkey raises his little head and goes, hey, they're cheering for me. They like me. They really like me. So every time I come to preach, I think of that story. And I remind myself to be a good little donkey and keep my head down. And today, just serve the Lord. Just be a beast of burden for the Lord to ride in on. See, pride is subtle and it's eternally deadly for us. So I'd like to begin our time by just bowing our little heads and pray so that we might be in the right mindset. Father, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for your love for us. Lord, we're here to give you all honor and praise. Lord, make much of you and little of me today as I share your word. Father, let your word Be what people remember. Father, strengthen them by your word. Change their hearts through your word. Bring salvation through your word. We praise you, Jesus. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. So the message today is untie the donkey. And that's in all four of the gospels Um, they they all tell of Jesus' triumphal entry into the holy city, Jerusalem. But three of the Gospels record Jesus saying to his disciples something like this, untie the colt and and then giving his reason for doing so because the Lord has need of it. And and today I'd like to use kind of that as a a little bit of a parable for the the rest of my message. I, I want us to continue thinking of ourselves as the donkey, that Jesus has need of. Now, donkeys have a reputation of being stubborn sometimes, and sometimes uncooperative. But they also have been an animal that's been useful of service to God's people throughout the ages, all the people he's created and loved. And and friends, while we all can be stubborn and prideful and think too highly of ourselves when we're asked to serve others, God has also given us the capacity to Serve others. And God still loves us, His little donkeys, and offers us that privilege to to serve Him. You know, in the Bible, there are two animals that were allowed to speak to people with with voice. One was the snake, who the devil indwelled and and was used to tempt us. But the other was a donkey, the only other animal that God allowed to talk. Um, That was donkey of Balaam, and he was used to serve God, um, and, and God even used his nature of stubbornness to save the prophet from destruction. You know, the Lord has need of us all stubborn little donkeys, and he has given each of us a voice to bring his salvation to the world. So let's look at God's word today and see what we can learn about being faithfully untied as a donkey. And now when they drew drew near to Jerusalem, they came to Bethpage, to the Mount of Olives. And then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go to the village in front of you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. The first thing we see here is that a donkey is crucial to the Lord's plan. And, 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 and Jesus chose a particular donkey to serve him that day. And not some super donkey, not, not some super fast donkey, not even the smartest donkey in the room, nor the most beautiful donkey in the room. Jesus chose an available colt, a, a, a baby donkey with no prior experience. Nobody had ever ridden it. And, and, and see, that's how Jesus calls each of us just as we are. Think of the honor given to this no-name little donkey. He was called to serve a king. Jesus called two of his disciples to go find this donkey and, and prepare him and escort him to the Lord. And, and, and that's what we are to do as his disciples, to, to go disciple other stumper and little donkeys And what does Jesus say here? Untie them and bring them to me. I believe that's just another way to use the Great Commission, isn't it? Untie them and bring them to me. Jesus did not say, bring that little donkey to the temple, I'll meet him there. He said, bring them to me. See, that's what discipleship is. It's not bringing people to church, but it's bringing people to Jesus so that they might serve him. And and Jesus sent. Two disciples to get two donkeys. You know, we're much more effective when we work together. You know, Jesus often sent two disciples to do his work. When we go out uh, next Saturday, we'll be going two by two. You know why? Because sometimes I'm a stubborn donkey, and I, I try to do all the work myself. And friends, honestly, that is for me lifting up my head too high. That's something I I need to repent of by encouraging others to come help me. Some of these other stubborn donkeys, you you need to come help me. Sometimes I, I, I try to do things myself because other donkeys don't make themselves available to help me go and bring in other donkeys. Getting the other donkeys that... Jesus needs as well. Now, now, before us, donkeys can serve. We we need to be untied, don't we? We, Before we can serve, we need to be untied. A a tied-up donkey is no good to Jesus. God sent Jesus to untie us from sin that binds us up. And Jesus sends us as his disciples to go help untie others from their sin. Sometimes donkeys are, are, are not too smart. And, and they think that sin, they think it's fun and it's free. That, that that's where freedom is. But, but actually sin ties us up and it makes us slaves. The, Jesus said that in John eight thirty four. He answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. It, it is our sin that is the thing that actually ties us up to the post. And so we don't experience the joy that the Lord has planned for each of our lives. His desire is to free us to serve him. He says, bring them to me. I will set them free. Jesus also promises in his word. He says, if the son has set you free, you will be free indeed. And friends, the greatest freedom comes in serving him. Friends, friends, today? What is enslaving you? What is tying you up and keeping you from serving the Lord? Is it your fears? Which is sin. Jesus said, don't do it. Is that that what's keeping you tied to the post instead of doing his will? Is it your insecurities? That you're not as good as the other little donkeys? But remember the story. Jesus just chose some random donkey colt with no experience to serve him. He trusted that he could empower that colt not to stumble or to embarrass him. See, that's what Jesus does. He does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. I want you to think about the sovereignty of our Lord that is displayed here. Some some commentaries say that Jesus prearranged for this donkey on another visit so that the disciples could just come and, and, and take it. But I've been studying all, all four of this for a couple of weeks, all four stories in the gospel, and, and I don't believe that that's what the text is saying at all. I believe Jesus chose that donkey before the foundations of the world to serve him that day. Because we serve a God that's sovereign. There's not a random molecule in this universe. You know, the Proverbs say, The the lot is cast in the lap, but every decision is from the Lord. That's saying that every, every roll of the dice right now happening in Las Vegas is determined by the Lord. There's not a random thing that goes on. The Lord prepared this before the foundations of the world. Jesus knew exactly that donkey's circumstances at that moment, and he had authority over his owner to allow the donkey to leave. Jesus had purpose for that donkey. And friends... Jesus has purpose for your life. The Bible says this, even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him, in love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons and daughters through Christ Jesus according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, through the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, Ephesians 1, 4 through 7. That verse is saying that nothing in this universe is random. The fact that you're sitting here today has been been determined by God. He has a plan and a purpose in everything he does. And if he has called you to him, he has called you for a reason. And that reason is to serve him. Maybe you feel you're all tied up because of, of your stubbornness. And maybe you have other purposes that don't align with His. Maybe you obey those purposes more than you obey them. You know, things like your job or, or, or your children or your family or your hobbies. And friends, those aren't necessarily bad things, but what if they keep you tied to the post so that you never know the joy of serving the Lord? What if you miss out on the parade because you let the opinions of others and the demands of others tie you down? Are are, are their voices greater than the word of the Lord? But friends, the, the Lord's way leads to life. Jesus is traveling here, according to the text, to Bethpage, to the Mount of Olives, and he needs a donkey to ride into Jerusalem. Where did he just come from? Well, John's gospel tells us from this town of Bethany. And, and who lived in Bethany? Well, his friends Mary and Martha and a donkey called Lazarus. Lazarus was a man who came when Jesus called him, even out of the grave. Death could not hold him because the Lord had need of him to live at that moment. Jesus needed him to live because it would make such an uproar in Jerusalem that it would get him killed so that we all might live. Lazarus served by getting up and getting out of the grave. Lazarus had nothing to offer. The dude was dead. His sister Martha says, don't open the tomb. It's been three days. He stinketh, in the King James Version. (laughs) If Jesus can use a stinky corpse for his great purposes, don't you think he can use you? Don't you think he can use you? Can't, he can use you for great things. The, the truth is we are all like Lazarus, dead in our sins until we respond to his call to live so that we can go serve him. Donkey, get up and let Jesus untie you from death. Serve him and live. Oh, well, well, well people say if I start to serve him, They might think I'm some kind of Jesus freak. Look what Jesus said to his disciples when he sent them to retrieve the donkey. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them. And he will send them at once. Now, I want you to think about how silly these disciples might think Jesus' plan is. I'll put it kind of into modern context for help. Hey, 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 um, Eric and, uh, and, and Chris, you dudes, I, I, I want you to go uh, to the next town over by there in Lockport and, and go to the first house you see with a car in the driveway and, and just get in it and, and, and drive it back here to me. And if, if you don't get shot and the owner asks you about it, you say, it's okay, the Lord needs it. And if you don't get arrested, bring it here to me. Now, now, these disciple donkeys could have just said, Jesus, what are you talking about? I'm not doing that. Your plan seems foolish or risky, kind of like having a, a gospel conversation at, at work or at lunch with your coworkers. It's risky. I want you to think about this. Is How could they understand the greater purpose at stake for them in fulfilling their quest in this simple act of obedience? The whole gospel and our salvation depends on, on them untying themselves from their fears and going to serve the Lord. Going to serve the Lord Jesus no matter how crazy it seems. Jesus tells us in his word right here how important the mission they, he gave them was. He says, this all took place, what is spoken by the prophet saying, Say the daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. See, Jesus needed a donkey that day because he planned for that. And because he needed a donkey to fulfill his plan to go to the cross for us. It was not because he was tired. The dude could walk. He could handle a walk. He, he walked everywhere. He was homeless. He, he was super busy walking around preaching. He was not rich. He could not afford his own donkey. But this day, he needed a donkey to announce the world who he was. The rich, the king's. And the generals who, who were successful in life and successful in battle, they did not ride donkeys. They, they rode horses. Horses that gave them status. But this prophecy in, in Zechariah 9.9, 9, the scripture says that the Messiah was going to be a different kind of king. One who rode a donkey. It says this in Zechariah 9.9. 9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud Oh, daughter of Jerusalem, behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation. He is humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, on a foal of a donkey. Our King Jesus does not need the status that comes from riding on a, donkey, on a, a horse to impress men. His status is that he is God. He doesn't need to impress anyone. Our our king is so humble, he could ride into town on a baby donkey. Jesus gives a donkey status. That donkey becomes a king's ride. Friends, those of you that don't feel worthy today, let our king make you worthy. You who are striving and wearing yourself out for status, take on his burden and rest. Come to him, let him ride on you, and you will have more status than you could ever earn in a hundred lifetimes. You, donkey, will be called a servant of the Most High, a son or daughter of God. You will be called dearly loved. Friends, serving Jesus does not wear you down or, or take away status, it, it lifts you up. It gives you real status, real status that lasts for all eternity. Jesus did not need a horse. He, he needed a donkey because a donkey shows how great Jesus is. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God showed what is weak in the world to shame the strong. 1 Corinthians 1.27. That's why this donkey's up here preaching. Keep your head down, donkey, and serve him. He will make you great. You know, there's no more donkey or no more famous donkey in all of history than this donkey. Not even the Shrek donkey. This donkey is celebrated throughout the world and celebrated throughout the heavens because it obeyed Jesus' call to come and let him ride on him. Rejoice greatly today, you whom God has called and made a servant so that he could display his glory no matter how foolish you are. Now, now this next verse to me is amazing. Friends, it's an absolute miracle, this next verse. The disciples went and did as Jesus directed them. That's amazing. This is miraculous because the disciples, they were often stubborn. They were often resistant to what Jesus asked them to do. Most of the time in Scripture, they were arguing amongst themselves about who was the greatest. Duh, Jesus. The guy who walked on water. The guy who just raised their friend from the dead. The guy who stopped the wind and the waves with the word. It, It seems like an absolute waste of time to fight over who's the greatest around Jesus. But isn't that what the people of the world tend to do? And honestly, not just the people of the world, the church, we waste so much time trying to jockey around for position and status. But today, this day, was an incredible day. These two no-name disciples did what Jesus asked them to do. No matter how ridiculous it sounded, they did it. They gave the Lord glory with their obedience in their lives. They were just good little donkeys. They, they kept their heads down. They kept their heads down to serve someone and something greater than themselves. Friends, are, are you a good little donkey? Are you a good little donkey? Do you listen to your rabbi when he asks you to do things that you don't understand or that, they, they, that, that seem foolish to you? You know, last time I had the privilege to teach here, I... I asked everyone to like us on Facebook and and, and subscribe to our podcast. That's kind of like bringing a donkey. Why is it? So people might hear about the greatness of Jesus because they they can find us. Did you do it? You know, I, I asked you to sign up and pray for the people of your neighborhood. Why? so your neighbors might see the greatness of Jesus and, and, and worship him. Did you do that, or is it beneath you? I, I asked you to join me this, this coming Saturday to take gifts to those who recently moved into the community. I know my wife signed up. I'm not sure anybody else did. Maybe I think there's one other. Why did I ask you to do that? So that others might know how great Jesus is, that he's the only man that resurrected himself from the grave. Did did you sign up yet? Did you untie your schedule to serve him? You know, last week I gave out signs about our church that you could put in your lawn. Why? So some of your neighbors might see it and have a conversation with you and then come here to worship with us on Sunday morning so they, they might learn about the greatness of Jesus. Are you tied up? Are you afraid of your spouse or your homeowner's association? Or or what will the neighbors think? It says we're praying for them. You might think positively of that. Doesn't it matter more that the Lord has need of you? See, the, the donkey service of Jesus did not make Jesus great. But it was what was needed to show how great Jesus was. Jesus doesn't need us. But he has chosen us as his lowly donkeys to show his greatness. The the things he asks us to do are not a have to. Friends, they're a get to. They're a get to. A privilege that gives us more benefits than we could ever give. You know, Matthew's gospel is the only... One that records that there are two donkeys. We had a debate about this with our praise team the other day. It's crazy. The commentators have all kinds of crazy ideas of why there are two here. One, one commentary I read talked about Jesus trying to ride both of them, stradd, straddling two donkeys. It, 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 it's kind of ridiculous, all the things that people come up with. I, I think the answer is much simpler. Jesus needed a cult because of the prophecy about his identity. But in his compassion, he did not want to stress out this baby colt with the crowd. So he took care of the colt's needs. He let its mother come with him to stay the colt, maybe even nourish the colt with milk if it got hungry. As disciples of Jesus, we are never alone in serving Jesus. We never have less than we need. He has provided for his church He's provided his church to comfort us in the stresses of life. And he's provided others, more mature disciples, to nourish us with his word. You know, the burden of our service to Jesus is meant to be shared with each other. Jesus cares about our needs. Verse 7, it says, They brought the donkey and the colt, and they put on them their cloaks. And he sat on them. And that's where the confusion in the Greek, it's it's not the the right word. But he he sat, I believe, on the colt, because that was the prophecy. And most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road. And others cut branches and trees and spread them on the road. See what happened because this lowly donkey was untied to serve Jesus? Jesus, our humble king, gets honored. He gets what is due It it, it just took the owner, who was also a good donkey, that man allowed his resources to be untied so that they could go serve Jesus. I wonder if he even walked back with the disciples and and offered his cloak to Jesus as well. Have you untied your resources of time and money to serve Jesus? Have you done that donkey? Is your Life about magnifying him and his name in this world so that others might praise him. You know, every time you give an offering here, you are untying the donkey for Jesus. You are making his work possible, not just here, but all over the world. 10% is going to missions all over the world. You know, a cloak was of great value to the people of the first century. Most of the poor would only have one to keep them warm. Some of the wealthier might have a few. They didn't have a Walmart like we do with cheap clothing in the first century. A simple cloak, not a fancy one, might cost someone 500 denarii. A a denarius was a day's wages. You know, people worshiping Jesus, they were also good donkeys too. They untied those cloaks from around themselves They they untied themselves from the sin of materialism and, and selfishness to give honor to the king. They allowed what gave them status, their cloak or their clothing, to make a road for a donkey. To bring Jesus, the Messiah, into the holy city. The palm branches were a sign of victory and triumph. Many saw Jesus as a political leader that would someday make Jerusalem great again. Some honored him as a hero that he, they thought he would be. You know, many in the crowd have not untied their agenda for Jesus. Because if we're like that, we could be like the same ones that later yelled for him to be crucified. Jesus needed a donkey to proclaim his agenda. That he would be a king of peace. A a, a king that would bring peace between God and man by us learning to serve him as Lord. When, When you allow yourself to be untied from your own agenda and the world's agenda for you, and you live for him, you become... A donkey that displays his agenda of joy and peace to the world. Verse 9 says, And the crowd that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You know, that word Hosanna means, O save, or O save us now. See, there was a great hope that Jesus would be the one who would save the the Jewish nation from the Romans, from those Roman oppressors. But the the crowd's ultimate faith, what they were shouting was faith in the Father God because they saw Jesus coming humbly, riding on a donkey. They they praised the Lord God as, as the one who would save them. The crowd starts emoting this uh, this phrase from Psalm 118, verses 25 to 26. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. That's, they're, they're thinking this psalm as they're, they're they're shouting out, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You know, when all us donkeys humbly serve It it, it creates an opportunity for people to be saved. Think about it. A revival of faith happens because two disciples, two donkeys, and an owner of a donkey all immediately obey Jesus on this day. You know, the word worship actually means to obey. It doesn't necessarily mean to sing. Singing is a way we obey. The word worship means to obey. And, And suddenly, the crowd all around them believed they could be saved. When, when these people just practiced instant obedience to what Jesus was calling them to do. And verse 10 says, when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, who is this? Not only was this small crowd of Jesus' followers stirred up by the obedience of a few, just by the obedience of a few that allowed themselves to be untied For the Lord. The text says the whole city of Jerusalem was stirred up. Whole city stirred up. Jerusalem was about 55,000 to 80,000 residents at that time. But it was a feast time over Passover. So that number could swell to 250,000. Think about a quarter of a million people who asked the most important question ever. Who is this Jesus? All because a no-name, no experienced donkey was untied for service to the king. Friends, what, what would happen? What would happen in our church? What would happen in our community, in our area of 100,000 people within five miles of me speaking? And, and in our world, if more of you would allow yourself to be untied because the Lord has need of you. And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. The crowd, those untying themselves to worship Jesus, gave him the highest honor they could, the highest honor they could even understand. This is our prophet. Jesus is one of us, a a small-town guy from Nazareth who who comes in the name of the Lord to save us. He did not come above us with his head held high on a horse, seeking the praise of man. He came as one of us. Jesus came as a, a lowly beast, a burden to save us. Philippians 2 says this, Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself, he put down his little head, by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by being obedient to the point of death, even on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. Can I hear an amen? After this single moment of honor in Jesus' life, where people are praising him and calling him Lord in a three year ministry, a hard ministry on this earth where he's rejected and, and insulted even by his own people. He has a brief moment. But even still, he would take the burden of carrying their sins and our sins to the cross. It would make sense for us donkeys to carry the punishment for our own stubbornness and thick-headedness. That would make sense. But instead, because of his love, he was un- he, and because he was untied from any sin, he accepted the burden of our sin, carrying it all for us. He died in humble service to us as a sacrifice to God for our sins. Jesus was beaten and mocked and yet he still did not lift up his head and call on his father to destroy us. Instead, he bore the burden of our stubborn rebelliousness and prayed, Father, forgive them. They're all tied up in their sin. They don't know what they're doing. And then he died and he carried our sin into the grave, putting it to death. But then on the third day, Jesus, our humble king, walked out of the grave, proving the greatest servant of others is the Lord of all. And that's what the people cried, Hosanna, when the donkey served him. Because it was true. He was the one who could save us now. He was the one who could save by untying us from the punishment of our sins forever and giving us eternal life. We are now free indeed. Now, us stubborn donkeys, we're finally untied to serve our God instead of sin, and and that would last forever in his kingdom. Today, donkey, what is your story? Are you still tied? Is your sin holding you down and holding you back? Let Jesus untie you today. Be free indeed. It is the time to worship him with his people. Leave that post of death behind and live. Live the life you were meant to live in service to your king. Believer, if you are saved, you are saved to serve him. Humbly serving him is part of what keeps you untied. What did Jesus say as he called his disciples? Come follow me. Today, repent. No longer be stubbornly held by your fears. Today, no longer be held by the power of what others think of you or what the world's expectation of you is. Today, no longer be bound and tied by your own expectations of yourself. Today, find joy and rest in the service of our king. Today, call Jesus Lord and believe he has need for you and be saved. Today, go immediately to him. What did Jesus say to to them about the little donkey? Bring him to me. Go to him. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That's from Acts 4.12. Beloved. All us donkeys are stubborn in sin. But all donkeys also don't go to heaven. Only those who allow themselves to be untied and who believe they are worthy to come and serve him. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for your word, how there's so much in it. To inspire us and to guide us in the way we should go, Father, may you turn our stubborn hearts to repentance today. Father, if there's anybody here that has not untied themselves or allowed you to untie them, so you could come and serve them, Father, today may they may, may they do that. May they come, confess their sins to you, confess that you believe they believe in what you did for them to carry their burden to the cross put it to death there and may they commit to following you to doing your will and then if they do they can cry Hosanna Lord save us and you will save them you will make them new you will make them worthy of eternal life you will make them worthy of ruling with you for all eternity. Father, do a mighty work in people's hearts right now. Send the Holy Spirit to call. Call them to come to you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing right now. In Christ's name I pray.